Hey, everybody. We're live tonight with Savage Gentleman Podcast, and we're talking about different rites of passage to book into manhood from around the world. So we've collected, actually, Zach has done quite a bit of research to find some, uh, some very interesting traditions that hopefully you guys have never heard of. Maybe some of them you have. Maybe you've tried a few of these. I don't know. Yeah, Zach was uh, useful for once. So thank you, Zach, for putting Ooh, this together. Savage. Dang, dang. And some of these are pretty savage rites of passage. Oh, it's absolutely. Like, like you, brutally so. It's one of those things where it's like, hey, man, if, if someone laid this on the table, if, if someone laid this on the table where they're like, hey, this is what you got to do to become a man. Mommy's not here. I'm aware of that. Thank you. If this is what you had to do to become a man, then I might I might take a hard pass. Like some of these just yeah. don't quite seem worth it. And um, we've got people tuning in from all over the place. I've got uh, I've got Instagram up here on the phone. We've got Facebook. We've got YouTube. We're waiting for a few people to jump on Twitch. So building the viewers, but we're talking about rites of passage. Let's get into the first one. Right off the bat, we have Turkish oil wrestling. My favorite thing to do. With my wife. Oh, I don't think that's how they do it. No? Uh-uh. I think it's dude on dude. Yeah. Uh. So, um, Turkish oil wrestling is actually, like, one of their national pastimes. And and it's uh, it's interesting. I mean, I, I've done a bit of wrestling, but it's never been involved with oil. That's a big one. Or uh, leather trousers. Nope. No leather trousers. So, Zach, I think we have a clip for this one. Let's play that real quick. Uh, a little bit of Turkish... Oil wrestling for you folks at home to get an idea. Uh, Taylor on YouTube said that uh, snipe hunting, that is actually a, a tried and true tradition. We'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> but let's go into oil wrestling. Zach, cue it up. No sound. No sound. So we have a, uh, a gentleman. Up. He's, uh, ooh, hello. So there's some hot dude-on-dude -dude action wow. going here. Guys are, are lubed up with oil, just grabbing a hold of anything they can. Um, his that hand guy's is got his hands in this thoroughly what? down his pants at this point. I mean, he is uh, he is elbow deep in in this dude. And Josh, apparently, that is the whole point of this. You just is to get is the opponent you want to get into your opponent's pants. Well, I, I think there's got to be more to that. I think that's uh, I think that's a that's a technique, right? You 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 dig around in there and maybe you find a surprise. No, that man, can't that be guy right. just put his hands in his mouth after. Oh, yuck! Hmm, I don't know about that. Ah. Uh, that's a that's a pass. So apparently, that's what you got to do to be a man in Turkey. Um, you got to put your hand down someone else's pants. Well, not just anyone else's pants, another dude's pants. That's a good point because there are some cultures where if you just, yeah, I think uh, Chris Yates said earlier, just getting to second base with someone that isn't in your, in your relative is a. Uh, is a yeah, but at least in sir, Florida. Yeah, at least it's a female. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, here's the thing. I've done a lot of wrestling in my day, so I get it looks weird from the outside. Like, I get that. But, man, you throw the oil in there, you throw in digging down in the pants. I mean, any of you wrestlers out there, you, you know that it can be a little bit more intimate than, than you probably like. You know, if, if you've ever had your oil checked in a wrestling match, that's uh, – you know, that's a whole nother story, but but this Turkish oil thing takes it to a complete different level. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's see. We're getting some comments on the, the Instagram. Let's see. Someone, oh, Beardman90 says, any fights coming up? No, nothing right now. 
Um, I'm pretty busy with this Savage Gentleman thing, yeah. to be quite honest. But, um, you know, it's not off the table. And let's see. Um, Vanilla Word FT says, by the way, your Irish accent is awesome. Let's hear it. Um, uh, On the spot. I, I need something. That is fucking guy right here. Get the fuck out of here. That's actually more of a Conor McGregor, not just Irish. I got to have something to say. All right. We're getting off topic. We're talking about manly traditions, uh, entering into manhood. This guy's trying to distract me. So this next one um, is, and I don't know how to pronounce this. Go ahead. Try it. Uh, try it. The Satere Maui. That sounds about right. From the Amazon tribe. Yeah. Now this one, this might be one of the most brutal that I've seen oh, out of all Oh, my these. goodness. So essentially, and we'll set this up, and you guys can watch the video. Um, basically these, these young boys, um, probably, I don't know how, like 13 years, probably old. like 13 yeah, 12, years old, 13 years old, right. Yep. They, um, they basically have to put their hands in a pair of gloves that are full of bullet ants. And if you don't know what bullet ants are, they're like one of the most painful biting insects on the planet. You know, when I was down in the jungles in Belize, we were doing a little jungle warfare package and they said the number one thing that you want to look out for is bullet ants. Oh, and they don't call it bullet <laughs> ants for any old reason. They say, if you get stung by a bullet ant, it literally hurts just like you've been shot with a bullet. No we had shit. a couple guys who had been shot by real bullets. Really? And one guy actually got stung or, or bit, I guess, by a bullet ant. And he said, no question, the bullet ant was far Worse. more painful. No way. Man. Probably because you don't have that adrenaline going. Or, Maybe. You know, I, gosh, but, I don't know. Well, I mean, the thing is that they're kind of getting, um, I think they get a little, they get drugged up. In this, like, you'd have to do something. Like, I don't you think would. you could just sober straight up. Like, you might have to be on some hallucinogen, hallucinogens yeah. or something. But let's play the clip. Um, if you guys want to see some tremendous pain, here we have some some guys prepping for this. So here is the, oh, my gosh. They weave the ants into the glove. So they're actually stuck in there. They, the ants are stuck. And, you know, they got the business end sticking out. And, um... Oh my gosh! So they they put the the insert in there, and now these these kids are gonna throw them on their hands. And here's what's crazy, right? You think that just one and done, right? Okay, man, I got chewed up by bullet ants for however long they have to keep these things on. They do this like ten to twenty times before they're actually deemed worthy of of being men. Wow! So so here you are in the ritual. There, you know, this is a this is a ceremony that they do, and this is something that. Every boy must endure and go through to become a man in that culture. And, and we're looking at a bunch of different ones where you know, there's kind of a recurring theme. It's like you really have to suffer. Make, suffer and do something to earn your manhood, right? Well, they certainly earned it in that. I oh, mean, my gosh. no question about and that. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that, that's pretty brutal. And it's funny because, you know, nowadays in, in contemporary modern society, we don't really have anything like that that I'm aware of. I mean – there, there's nothing that you have to go through that is like mandatory. Now, there's some elective things that you can put yourself through. I would say that mm -hmm. going in the military is probably a, a rite of passage. Sure. Um, you know, to to becoming a man, I think that's certainly certainly one of those you know check marks to say, hey man, you paid your dues, you've you've earned this. You know, mm -hmm. um, but we really don't have a lot else. You know, I'd say the closest thing to that would be maybe um, I, I'd say honestly wrestling. Like, like going through and, and competing, you know, at some degree of wrestling. Like if you guys have been out there and, and gotten on the mats and gotten beat up for a while, I'd say that's that's a rite of passage to some sure. extent. 
Um, but it's still not a like societal norm. It's something that is, like I said, you would just choose to do on your own. And, you know, once you walk away from that, you'd be like, all right, man, I did something pretty badass. You know, it's interesting to think that uh, out of all these cultures, why did they decide that pain and suffering uh, equated to manliness? Um, you know, is it that whole difference between women, uh, you know, maybe women don't necessarily withstand that much pain or... You thoughts? know, well, here's the thing. No, and, and I would beg to differ. I think women stand a tremendous amount of pain well, birth. in childbirth, yeah, right? Absolutely. But, but as a man, you don't have to go through anything like that to have a kid. You you do your part, right? And then, you know, the 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 physical part of it is done, sure. right? But the wife has to endure a lot. And I would argue that you know having a child is probably one of the the keystones for womanhood, but we don't mm -hmm. have a, a male equivalent. So I think that's probably why these cultures have created some of these tasks to, or some of these traditions to go through. Um, so let's look at another one. This is a really interesting one. Um, maybe not as savage as the other, but it, but I still find it pretty, pretty cool what they do. So this is the, uh, the Rumspringa, and this comes from the Amish. And some mm -hmm. of you guys may have seen this on TV, there's uh, there's a I think it's called like going Amish or or something out there right. where leaving Amish or something. Yeah, yeah something so it's a bunch fact. of kids and it's actually yeah. documenting the, documenting them transitioning into the real world. So this is something where they leave their Amish ways for you know a brief period of time and experience the real world with the notion of like, hey, it's crazy out there. It sucks. Come back and practice your your Amish tradition. So Zach, do we have a clip for this one? All right, let's play that and show what's going on here. I imagine this is going to be like Amish girls gone wild or <laughs> or something. Let's let's see what they've got going on. Very sexy, this one. Is it? Amish oh, kids hit a certain point in their teenage years. They enter what's called rumspringa, which literally means to run around. You may have gotten a taste of rumspringa on shows like TLC's Breaking Amish. I want to experience everything. During Rumspringa, Amish kids get to set aside their culture's strict rules and explore the outside world. When it's over, they face a choice. Stay out in the world or come home and be baptized. And these days, this generation's old rite of passage has a new twist. As first reported by the website BuzzFeed, Amish teens are turning up the volume on Rumspringa by embracing social media, especially Facebook. Horses and buggies are replaced by wild limo parties. Friends posing with bottles of liquor instead of fresh milk. Boys who grew up without telephones or electricity showing off their cigarettes and beer. Man, that's a tough one because this one really isn't a physical uh, rite of passage. Uh, for them, it's a spiritual and a mental one. Yeah, and I think there's something to that. And, and honestly, I don't know that we touch on that enough in society where we, yeah. where we kind of endure these these tests. I mean, we're all tested from time to time, but like to intentionally put yourself and go on a vision quest of right. sorts, you know, we, we don't see a lot of that. And, you know, how can you really know who you are if you haven't gone out and experienced things? You know, it's, there's a lot of young people that formulate opinions on things and they think they know the world, but it's like, you haven't really gone out there and experienced it. So it's actually really cool for the Amish because they have such a closed off, secluded, um, you know, tradition and lifestyle that they actually send them out to experience. And, and if it didn't work, I mean, there would be no more Amish. So they obviously end up coming back to that culture, you know, the vast majority of them or else the, the Amish tradition would, would die out. So I think it's very interesting yeah. 
you know. Um, looks like we're getting some comments here. Chris Hetz says hello from from Iowa, and um, he also says that the the uh, the the ants, the bullet ants, look almost as painful as his marriage was, and says that the pain and suffering prepares you for marriage. Well, there you go. Maybe that's why they do it. Maybe, maybe I, I don't know. I'm sure some of you guys and gals out there have had that experience where. You know, you'd rather put your hand in a in a in a glove full of bullet ants. But, but luckily, we have the best wives. The in absolute the world. best, nonstop. Although I don't know where mine is. She was supposed to come pick up my daughter, and she's running around here. So hopefully, she came and got here. We're we're uh, so ninety nine percent best wife. Ninety nine. No, no, she she's fantastic. I, I could not ask for a better for a better partner in life. So keep sending your comments, and as we're going over some of these rites of passage. Um, I want to hear, we'd like to hear what you guys have to say on the matter. You know, what did you have to do or what did you feel like you had to do to enter into manhood? Um, was it as savage as some of these things? Did you have to go through, you know, a number of trials? Did you, were you tested in some way? I mean, Matt, you said you were kind of thinking about something that you had to do to become a man. What? Well, you know, I, I think it's interesting because, you know, as hundreds of thousands of other guys that are 17, 18 years old that want to go into the military, uh, I felt like that was my rite of passage yeah. because I, for the first time in my life, I was making a conscious decision to uh, enter into a pretty big contract, right? Yeah. Um, and, and going into the military, you should never just half-ass that. It's, it's a big deal. Um, so I, I think for me, it wasn't necessarily the physical aspect of going into the Marines. Uh, it was more the mental aspect of it for me, uh, you know, taking responsibility and, and, and essentially growing up. Yeah, and that, and that commitment, and that, that's a scary thing for a 17, 18-year-old kid, yep. you know, and that was, that was something for me, like even going to college was like, oh, man, I'm signing up. And granted, you can step away at any time you want to, but – for me, you know, it was like, all right, man, I'm looking at four years, uh, and it ended up being about five, um, of, <laughs> uh, of committing to something. And when, when you've spent most of your life being able to kind of transition in and out of whatever you want to, and, you know, the, the commitment of, of signing on the dotted line sure. for the military and everything that goes along with that, I see as being even, you know, even greater. I, I think for me, like my rite of passage so to speak, was making, honestly making the commitment to be a stay-at-home dad um, and, and knowing what that would entail as far as my fight career, my work career, everything else. Like It's like, okay, man, this is what you have to do for your family, and that, that's probably the most manning up I've had to do, you know, not, not getting punched in the face or stepping in the yeah. cage or the training or anything that goes along with that, but it's like, okay, man, I'm committed to – raising this child and doing what we have to do in order to make that work. So. Sure. And, and you've given up quite a bit in order to do that. I mean, it is a sacrifice and you've done an admirable job doing it. Um, you know, it, it's such a big job. We, we hit on this last week about being a dad, being a parent. Um, <laughs> you, you have to do a lot of growing up yeah. in order to do that. I mean, you know, besides the Marines, I think being a father really prepared me for manhood. Yeah. I mean, just put the emphasis on it, sealed the deal. Yep. That was a defining moment when my son came out. That was like, well, that's a, oh boy, I got to grow a, up now. I mean, that's a, that's a shit or get off the pot moment it right there. It's like, Absolutely. all right, man, you know, everything that I've done up until this point is just kind of messing around and for funsies. Now it's time to get 
serious and, and, and you know, make things yeah. happen. Um, you know, what's interesting, too, is, is I feel like, especially my parents, they grew up sooner. Uh, and their parents before them even yeah. sooner. And our kids, you know, I, I feel like they're able to stay kids longer and longer. Um, and our boys especially don't have to enter into manhood at such an early age. Oh, yeah. Well, um, that's and – and I think that's kind of a systemic problem that we have now where, where we have these – you know, uh, man boys, so to speak, man child. And, mm-hmm. and, and I'll say I, I was one of them. I mean, you know, I, I went into fighting as a career. So like my level of responsibility was nothing. Like right. I made my, I mean, you know, so if I wanted to stay home and, and go hike a mountain or play video games, like there's no one holding my feet over the fire. There's no, you know what I mean? Like once I stepped away from teaching, it's like, nope, I'm going to be a fighter. You know, I was kind of going back to being a kid again until obviously the little one came along. And I think we don't have that rite of passage. I think that that we need that in some sorts, you know, all these different cultures. And we've got a whole lot more to go through. But they all have this defining moment to say, "Okay, you have earned your manhood because you did this. And Mm -hmm. in in today, like I I, in modern society here in America and, and probably most of the civilized world, I don't feel like we have anything. I mean, there's, no, a, there's a bar mitzvah. Moment. There's yeah. a bar mitzvah. Um, but I, I don't see that as necessarily a trial or a challenge as compared to some of these other ones. Let's, let's talk about the next one. Um, can you go ahead and do that? i got to check on the little one. All right. Well, hope she's all right. So the next one we got is the Maasai tribe. So uh, this one's pretty interesting. So when the – Oh, man, I'm already screwing this up. Josh. <laughs> uh, so number four, we've got the Inuit. When the boys turn 11 or 12, this one's cool. They're sent off into the wilderness with their fathers to test their hunting skills uh, and basically live in that brutal, harsh Arctic environment. To me, that's something I can get behind. For one, you've got the fathers cultivating uh, their sons and bringing them up to, into manhood. And if you've ever been up into the Arctic or somewhere really, really cold, it is absolutely brutal to survive. So this is another one of those physical tests. I don't know necessarily how much physical pain you're going to endure, but it is so uncomfortable. Uh, You're hungry. You're tired. Um, It's just an absolute brutal, brutal place to be in. I don't think that that most of us can really fathom the, the hardship of going through something like that. You know what I mean? Like being in that extreme environment, you know I mean? You've been up there, you've been super cold. Absolutely. Um, but here's the other thing. It's one thing to go super cold, but you bring your food, you've got all this nice gear. Got These guys are going sleeping bag. I've right. got a tent. I've got right. my really nice boots, Mark Turk's clothing. Yeah. I'm set. These guys are going out there with what their fathers used and what their father's fathers used before them. So they're not using the latest and greatest. They're just relying on the knowledge that's been passed down from generation to generation to survive. And that, to me, is – that's awesome. Well, that's and, and here's the other thing, right? When you're talking about hardship, right, you're, it, it's a hunting expedition, right? You're, you're going and testing your hunting skills, which means if you don't kill something, you don't eat. And I don't know how many hunters no. we have out here, but guess what? You don't kill something every time you go out there, you know? It, no. So – it's one of those things where you could be out for a really long time before you actually manage to get something to eat. 
And for most of us, you know, we hunt to put meat on the table. But worst case scenario, you can still run down to the grocery store yeah. and and grab something, even if you're a failure. In this, you know, in this scenario, when you're up in the Arctic, and there is no Walmart to run and run and grab. You know, if you can't hunt, you die. You're done, right? So I mean, you talk about putting it all on the line. I mean, that's a that's a huge test, a huge trial, and uh, man, that'd be a tough one. That that would Absolutely. be super tough. Absolutely. All right, so let's move on to the next one. This is I'm gonna butcher it, and I apologize. This is the uh, Maasai tribe, I believe. And um, Zach, where does this come from? Uh, this comes from Kenya. From Kenya. All right. So this is uh, when the boys turn 10, they're going to be initiated into a warrior class. And um, do we have a video for this? What do they do, Zach? Yes, do. All right, let's play the video because I, I want to see it rather than talk about it. Okay. No sound. So no sound. All right, so we've got a group of young boys getting ready to, to go through this ordeal. And, um, man, it looks like they're fighting a cow. I'm not going to – don't tell me what to do, Zach. So, so uh, essentially, they, they go out the night before. They have to sleep in the floor, forest, and when they come back, they're going to drink this mixture of booze, cow's blood, and milk, and then eat a bunch of meat. Oh, my goodness. And then they're circumcised. Sounds like a pretty good Friday night. <laughs> hey oh, hey oh. Um, well, yeah. Well, here's here's the thing. Most of us, if we were circumcised, it was when we were really young and like didn't remember it, and you know probably didn't feel too much. Hopefully, I don't know because again, I was tiny, <laughs> ten years old, ten years old. Like, bro, you know what's going on down there. Oh you're yeah. You're like, you're like, whoa, 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 wait. You're gonna cut part of that? Well, I mean, that is know, a bold move. No antiseptic, I'm oh sure. Oh my gosh, yeah, know, that's a good point too. <laughs> in the dirty, dusty environment, getting your shroom cut off. I mean, that's just... Yes. Ouch. Now, Let's go, Zach. The, the latest that you can be brought into this, uh, this, this, this rite of passage is 20. Oh. Um, so imagine you're like 20 years old and... Yeah. Yikes. Like, years old, Yikes. It's, it's, it's well, and, but they're yes. not done. They're not done. So, so, so they, get, they, um, they get hammered the night before and uh, with cow's blood, milk, and alcohol. And then they get circumcised. And then they spend 10 years in a warrior camp. 10 years. Now, I imagine, you know, four years in, in the military is pretty intense, you know, especially in the Marine Corps um, as, a, as a young lad. 10 years before you can come back, and then, and then you're going to marry and settle down, and, and you're, you're with one of the men. Yeah, I mean, that's a lifetime. Yeah. You know, especially for these guys over there in Africa who aren't necessarily living, uh, you know, Super long lives. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's the a average good point. lifespan is you know what, fifties, sixties. I, I don't know. That's a good question. I, I'm I'm not sure. You know, with some of these tribes, I can't imagine that they're they have a ton of people living in their eighties or nineties. So mm -hmm. yeah, I mean that's a that's a significant portion of your life that you're dedicating. Yeah. Which um, <laughs> is a great. Oh, Chris Yates says if the priest accidentally cuts off too much, do you have to vote liberal? <laughs> wow, man. We're, we're coming coming in hot tonight, Chris Chavez, gentleman Yates. Um, let's see. We got another comment from Jimmy. Let's see. Oh, this is a good one. Um, according to oh no, it's oh in I don't Welsh. know how to read that. Oh, the okay. So the twenty four feats of a Welshman. So this is a this is a coming of age tradition um, 
in Wales, the 24 feats of a Welshman, stone lifting was a common practice, usually performed by young boys as a rite of passage into manhood. It is said that once a young boy can lift the stone to his waist, he is considered a man. I like that one. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's that's not quite as intense of getting your you know your your PP chopped, um, which is, <laughs> right. which, you know. Which again, if I had to get it done, I I'd would I would pick the lifting the stone. I'll lift the stone all day, bro. All day. Leave my leave my junk alone, please. I don't I can't stand to have any more snipped off now. You know, I uh, like that one. You know, that that one's a, a, a good little tradition, you know. It's it's not crazy intense, but right. it's it's but a, but it you know, but what happens if you're just like not strong enough? You know what I mean? Not a man. There, there's I guess. So I mean you're forty years old but you just don't have the ass to hoist the stone, like <laughs> you're man, man boy. I guess I guess you're man soy boy. boy. The old soy boy. Oh, that's a whole different topic. <laughs> Man, uh, we can't go down that uh, rabbit hole tonight. All right, so that was that was a pretty interesting one. That was from uh, the last one was from Kenya. We've got another one from uh, Ethiopia, and this is called cow jumping. Charles, come on in. Oh, Charles, we have Charles Waldron. Don't be shy, Charles. Stomping around, in. peeping in on us. Come say hi. Come say hi. Come, Charles. Charles, come. When did you're you not, become a man? Hi. This is uh, Charles. Thursday. Oh, yeah, congratulations. Yeah. What, what did you have to Charles, do to be a man? Charles was in the Army. Yes. Is that how you became T- a man? Tell us about your manhood. My manhood? Um, no, manhood was developed when I got a mortgage. And <laughs> All right. Fair and enough. Good one. Good one. On that. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Okay. No, that's fine. Yeah. Hey, you, you, you walk by the door, you stick your head in, you get called into the live show. Yes. That's Thank you, happens. Charles. Now get lost. Now, get, now take a hike. Actually, Kick when rocks. I first learned to saddle a horse and uh, <laughs> <laughs> put a whole garden or a whole field of uh, 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 go home, Charles. Go home, Charles. You're drunk. You're drunk. <laughs> Uh, right. Charles, everybody. Yay. Ba, 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 ba. All right. Uh, so, um, that guy. Oh, boy. All right. So, Chris Heads in Iowa, in Iowa, they do cow tipping. Well, in Ethiopia, they do cow jumping. Mm. So, let's, uh, let's see what that looks like, Zach, shall we? All right. So, oh, man. They got a line of cows mm. here, and people are holding them by the tail and by the head, and you got to run up bare ass <laughs> naked. Uh, and and run across the top of the cows. This is, is why they're so good in the Olympics. That would make sense. I mean that that is an incredible athletic feat. Yeah. You know, you talk about the balance and stability you have to have because yeah. I mean, they're like you know you can't get a level cow back. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's interesting. Well, and then you got your tallywhacker throwing you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Go true. This I mean, way there's no that. support. There is no support for your junk down there. That's gonna throw you for sure. Um, Zach, you got to scroll the thing up to number six, couch up. There you go. Come on, keep up. Thank keep you, up. Zach. Um, so that's an interesting one. So for this one, the participants must successfully jump over a castrated male cow four times while naked, symbolizing the childhood that they are leaving behind. I mean, for some of these, I wonder where these traditions came from. Like where, because this seems pretty creative. Like, uh, man, what should we right. do? I don't know. You want to jump over a cow? Yeah, but we need to be naked. Oh, good point. Yeah, definitely <laughs> naked. Um, but should we do it one time? No, no, no. We do it four times. Now you're a man. You know, it's probably an evolution, too. I mean, it's like you just keep building on it. It's like, 
well, I jumped over one cow and, uh, you know, then you got to up the ante, maybe, right? Maybe, maybe that that's what it is. Two and three and four and. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good nothing, point. You know, I, I think they don't have much to do over there. You know, Jump so, over cows. Well, right. I mean, it's just like Iowa, right? Except survive. In the mid, in the mid, well, they have to just stay alive. Yeah, that's that's a pretty much a full-time job. Yeah. Um, getting some good comments over here on Instagram. Let's see. Valdemir said, hey, what's up, brother? Um, someone else said, hey, 22nd American. Let's see. Um, someone had a comment. So Adventure Sean says, out of all these passages into manhood, which would you pick for your kids? Oh, hey, great that's a great question. question. That is interesting. Let's and let's save that one. Let's get through let's get those. Through them. Yeah, let's and then let's we'll get jump and back we'll to that. That's a fantastic question. Amazing. Nice work. Nice yes. work, Adventure Sean. Um, number seven. Number seven. What is that? Oh, the Ooh, uh, Vanu- I like this one. The uh, Vanuatu land divers. Um, so if you've never seen this, you're in for a real treat because this is, uh, this is something else. Go ahead and play that. All right. So we've built this rickety platform, uh, what seems to be made out of vines and and twigs guy is standing on the top of it and he's doing a hail Mary and jumps off. Great. And the, Oh, the vine snapped and he 100% hit the Man, ground. Man, he did not measure his vines correctly. No, I think that's actually I think that's the point of it. Like I think they they do the vine um you're supposed with, to barely touch the ground. Yeah, like barely touch, yeah. but there's no elasticity because, you know, they're vines, yeah. right? So, depending on your I mean, how do you calibrate this for each different dude, right? Um right. so yeah, I mean, some of these guys are severely eating shit. Sometimes the vines break. This guy uh, was so stoked about it. He started climbing back up the vine. There you go, a little celebratory dance. Man, I don't, I don't even want to climb up on that thing, let alone jump from it. I mean, this thing looks like an absolute death trap. Um, you could take yeah. that one off my list. Yeah, you know, and, and I'm not too terrified of heights, but yeah, no thank you. That's some serious brain damage. <laughs> but you know what? I mean, most of these guys are surviving it, though. So it's yep. like... They've got it figured out to where, again, like their 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 tribe would not propagate if <laughs> if everyone died in yeah. it. So I mean, the the vast majority are surviving and making it through and procreating. So I mean, I guess it works to some extent. Um, let's see, we've got a few more few more comments here. Uh, let's see, Nicole Eisman, <laughs> she liked your comment for Soy Boy. She said that's perfect for the Seattleites. Um, Let's see. Graves for Life says it happens when you drink a lot and say, fuck you, I need to make some shit up. Interesting. I guess that's the... Sounds uh, good. That's his... That's how we do manhood. it. Yeah, I guess so. Um, Chris says he would definitely try it. So that's cool. Rusty Wheeler says looks like jump school at Fort Bragg. Um, you know anything about that? Did you get to do any jumping? I'm a Marine, man. Oh, you don't play don't, that game. We don't do that crap. You're not about that life. Nah. Nah. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I man, we just I, haze each other and you know. I find it hard to uh, yeah. I find it hard to jump out of a perfectly good airplane. Like it doesn't make a lot of sense. Like all you airborne guys and and um, you know we got plenty of rangers and, and guys that, that have jumped out of planes quite a bit. It doesn't make sense to me. I don't know why you would do that on purpose. I don't get it. That's why they invented helicopters. Yeah, just let me just let me ease on out of that thing, right? All right, let's move on along. Um, so this is number eight, and this one's pretty cool. If uh, 
you know, if my buddy J.D. Caputo is on here, he's actually a pretty good historian. He could probably lend some information. But this is the Spartan Agogi or Agogi, uh, depending on how you want to pronounce that. And this is basically where um, the, the the young boys in Sparta had to go through this um, – this, this man, this trial, right? So once they reach a certain age, they're sent out to this and they're basically trained to be warriors. And it, mm-hmm. it is absolutely, absolutely brutal. I think if you guys, you know, they, they touch on it a little bit in the movie 300. You see, you know, um, how they're forced to fight each other, sometimes mm-hmm. to the death. They're beaten. Um, they have to go and steal food. They have to go out and hunt and survive. I mean, and it's one of those things where if you make it, you make it. And if you don't, then you weren't worthy anyway. I mean, it's, uh, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, you know, I think they went a little too all out on this. You know, you can prepare yourself as a warrior uh, physically, but if you're not doing the things mentally uh, to prepare, if you're not, you know, doing what the Athenians do, essentially studying, uh, you know, uh, math and uh, the sciences and things right. like that, um, well, you saw it with the Spartans. That was the downfall of their civilization. Yeah. Sure, sure. So, well, and that and that touches kind of on the whole notion of savage gentlemen. You know, the Spartans were probably too far on the savage side. The mm-hmm. the Athenians were perhaps a little bit too much on the gentleman. Soy boys. Soy boys. Some might say, and uh, you know, you kind of have kind of have to have that balance. You know, mm-hmm. but. That doesn't mean that you can't fully explore one and then fully explore the other. It's like, you know what, right. man? I, I'm going to go full savage for this amount of time. Absolutely. You know, and then I'm going to really pursue some of these gentlemanly things. And then I'm going to kind of mesh that together to be a more well-rounded individual. Absolutely. And if you're good at both, I mean, you can use them as a situation dictates. So um, the next one, number nine, is the uh, cacao? Oh, Kaku? The cacao. So it comes from Hawaii. Yeah, any of our uh, Hawaiian or Samoan folks would love the pronunciation on that. Um, we're we're really sorry. We're abysmal at um, pronouncing words properly. So sorry. Oh, I got Anthony. Anthony, why you gotta do me like that? Oh yeah, Anthony said the other rite of passage. Well, the other thing that for they Marines, do with the Marines is uh, eating crayons. Is yeah. that true? Yeah. How do they taste? Like magenta. <laughs> All right. Oh, I feel like you may have been asked that before. At least once or twice. Yeah. Um, you know, I can't say that I've ever tried one. I might have to just you know, check it out. Just let's to see do an the, SG deal. Oh, let's we'll just cook it, we'll I'll have cook a, you up some grub. <laughs> we'll have a we'll have a crayon eating contest. Yeah, yeah. You Ooh. look like a fuchsia guy. You think I so? I think you'd like fuchsia. I'm midnight blue all the way. Okay. Midnight blue. Okay. Yeah. Serve we'll me see. up some of that. I'll I'll chow down on some crayons. Sounds good. All right. Um, couple other comments. Let's see. So, Adventure Sean says there's no such thing as a perfectly good airplane. Um, and then someone else came back with military aircraft are never perfectly good. And then someone else got really mad about that. Oh, Tyler, uh, said <laughs> U S army Rangers 82 Figures, says the Ranger. The, yep. Why the, what, what the fuck are you talking about? America has the best planes and jets. True. That's true. You know, someone Very told true. me the other day, and this was an airborne guy. And he said, if a plane or a helicopter doesn't have duct tape and, and a slight leak, that uh, you don't want to get in that one because it hasn't been tested out yet. <laughs> That's true. Is that a real thing? That's true. That a That's thing? a real thing. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So let's get into the next one. We're on... Um, Number nine. Cacao. 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 I'm sorry. Um, We're butchering all these. We apologize. Yeah. But basically, this is like a really elaborate tattoo process. Do we have a video for this one, Zach? A small one. Yeah. A small one. All right. So let's play it. 
And this is a traditional um, Hawaiian Samoan, I believe. Um, we could probably blanket statement and say Polynesian mm. um, art of tattooing. There's probably some other cultures that use this method as well, but they are basically taking a stick with needles on it and just hammering it, oh, it into looks like this a person. Quill. Yeah, I mean, it's. I don't know exactly what they're using, what that implement. Um, you have any tattoos? I don't actually. I am. Man, uh, me neither. I am Zach, do you have any tattoos? Zach, no chance. Actually, somebody stabbed me in the knee with a pen once. I have this nice blue mark about this big right on my knee. Stop. Never go away. That does hmm. not count. Also, I was going to say, I do know the ingredients of what they put in there. It's like some, it's some seeds mixed with uh, like sugar juice. Okay. So you're done talking yet. Yeah. I get out of here, nerd herd. Um just kidding, we love you, Zach. So the thing about this, right? Um, because I know I've got a lot of friends that, that tattoo. I've seen sure. a lot of tattoos. Um, don't have any personally just because you know, I never found anything that was just like so awesome that I wanted to get branded on. My me. biggest problem with that is like I think I'll like something like, oh, I'm gonna get the this Eiffel the Tower on thing. my back. This will be so bitching. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, like three days later you're like, man, that was, that was a terrible that was the worst idea. idea. Well and and I'm kind of an all or nothing guy as well where you know I couldn't have just I one. never thought that was cool by the way. Do not hold me to that. Zach, I mean uh, Matt loves the Eiffel Tower. You <sighs> dirty Frenchy bastard. Yeah, You're just pulling something out of thin air. Um, but from what I understand, like this is incredibly painful, and it's one of those things yeah. where just tattoos in general, you kind of have to have some, you know, mental fortitude to sit there and endure it. But the mm. process that this is going through, and show that again real quick of the guy just tapping on the back um, with this man, with this device. You know, it's. Uh, it, it, I mean, it really is an art form. I mean, it's. It's. It's something that's pretty impressive to do, uh, but man, I can't imagine that feels good. And uh, but here's one of the thing is like, so now you're getting kind of a tribal insignia of your clan, of your family, and essentially this is what you'd have to do to be accepted into the greater society. And again, any of you, any any of you viewers out there that um, that have gone through this, because I'm sure we probably have some folks that maybe have tattoos of that sort. You know, tell us about it. We'd love to hear all of your rites of passage you know if you've gone yeah. through if you're from one of these cultures or have seen anything like this i mean chime in if it's something different something we missed love to hear it. we're talking about uh savage rites of passage or savage rites of becoming a man and for a lot of us we don't really have that designated thing that we have to do but not one defining moment at least is is you know we've seen in these films it's more like that slow burn it's kind of <sighs> I don't know, a bunch of different experiences. Yeah, yeah, it is It is kind of a, a culmination, right? Mm -hmm. So we go through a lot of different things. You know, there isn't that one defining defining moment. And actually... Cacao. Yeah, so we so we have Jimmy uh, chiming in, and he says, cacao is a pronunciation. Ka, Read which his means, last name. Nope, not going to do it. <laughs> not going to do it. I'll see. I'll spare you, Jimmy. Um, ka is to strike, and then cow to place upon. So you're striking... To place upon this, you know, design, place it upon their body somewhere. Makes perfect sense. That's, that's fantastic. Thank you. See, you guys are smart. We have some yeah. really good viewers on here yeah. with some great comments. Zach, um, where were you on that one? Yeah, way to go, Zach. I don't see your uh, research turning anything up like that. So. Yeah, you had one job. You had one job. 
Um, another, so we got some more comments from Instagram here. Sorry, I haven't been paying you guys attention. Adventure Sean says, do you ever think that the village elders use the passage into manhood trial as a way to purposely remove tribe members from the gene pool? Interesting. So you're talking about, um, uh, kind of like euthanasia. Well, not euthanasia. Um, what's the, what's the word? What's the word? What, where you take a certain group out of the gene pool there's actually a term for that and i don't know what it is um, genocide not genocide no you don't kill them <laughs> you just don't let them reproduce oh uh, um, uh like the margaret sanger yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah there's a word for sterilization that. uh in sorts i mean you're effectively sterilizing them because you don't allow them to to mate and procreate and breed yeah. with the rest of of the tribe as it were and i mean that's interesting you know it is it is you know appreciates it kind of blends into that you know, notion of master race, right? Where you're kind of, um, you're, you're culling the herd, right? Mm-hmm. Cause you see that, I mean, you see that in most animals, right? Where only the strongest males get to breed and, and pass their genetics down. I mean, Absolutely. that's the way it's set up as, as a human race. We don't really do that. We let everyone kind of have a free for all. So it's interesting. And maybe that's why we moved away from it. Cause we've kind of deemed, kind of deemed that practice to be as, um, inhuman mm-hmm. where, Hey, we, you know, as a society, as a government, as a, you know, whoever, we can't determine what you do. Eugenics. Thank, thank you. you. I knew there was yep. a word for it. Yep. I was close. Way close. Yep. Um, and, and maybe that's why it's like, hey, we can't say it when you're a man, when you're not a man, and if and when you can procreate. Like that's, you know, that's kind of delving into those individual rights. And maybe mm-hmm. that's why um, Western civilization and really most of the civilized world as it stands doesn't have these you know, defining man, you know, coming of age moments. That's True. an interesting thought. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay. Where number are we here? All right. We're almost done, actually. We're getting, we're getting there. All right. So, so, so the Wysokin drug trip. Uh, this comes from the Native American Algonquin tribe. Yep. Uh, so basically boys are locked away in a cage and given a par- powerful drug called that Wysokin. Uh, it's supposed to cause uh, them to f- basically forget everything about their life up to that point. What wow. a trip. Uh, if the young men mention anything about their childhood again, uh, then they're given another dose. So basically, they're forced into manhood by literally taking their childhood away from them. Yeah. I mean, that's that's bold. Mm. I, I don't yeah. know that I that I would subscribe to that because, you know, much of your childhood is kind of what – shapes you as a person. And, Absolutely. And I'm sure there's some people that would love to forget their childhood, but you know, there's still a lot of lessons to be learned there. And I don't know that, I think that's probably a metaphorical thing where you, sure. you probably don't literally forget, um, you know, what you learn as a child, but you, but there is something that, uh, breaks away that, that you can step forward into your manhood. Do we mm-hmm. have a, do we have an accompanying video yeah, with uh, this? Act? Exact representation okay. This is exactly what it's like when you take, why Soka? Go ahead. Play. Oh, it's a. Uh... His heart rate is getting dangerously high. Yeah, I'm sure it's exactly you know, right like. Me. How do we, uh, how do we go about I don't know. It looks like a pretty good time. You think it's still happening? All right, Zach. Yeah, 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 yeah. Zach. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not mad about that. That looks no. like a pretty good time. No. Sign me up. Journey into manhood. Yeah. You get to fly through the cosmos. That's mm-hmm. all right. That's a pretty good deal. Um, so interesting, though. So if the young men mention anything about their childhood again, they actually are given another dose. So they have to go through and and, uh, and redo the whole thing. Which So, I mean, I, I highly doubt that the Wysoka is what – or Wysoken. I think we might be saying it wrong. I think it's Wysoken, and I left off the N. Um, I, I doubt it's like the Doctor Strange – experience i can't imagine so i mean if it's powerful enough to erase <laughs> your memories it's like come on how are you a functioning man at that i point? don't know i don't know it's it's really it's really really interesting but here's the thing if it was as cool as that video made it seem i feel like kids would be saying yeah you know i remember when i was you know six <laughs> keep, years keep, old keep on remembering yeah, yeah just keep remembering non-stop hit after um, hit anthony abley says they like to get the old hammered and forget about friday night Hey man, sometimes sometimes you need to uh, you know take your mind off things for a little bit, and there's nothing wrong with that as long as you don't get too crazy with it. But yeah, to forget everything that you know about something mm. that's that's pretty bold. I don't yeah. know if I'd I'd yeah. sign up for that one. All right, and I think we're uh, we're to the last one here, and this is the uh, oh boy another one. Mm. This is from a tribe in Papua New Guinea, and I, I want to say it's the Matuasa. That sounds about right. And um, what do we have here, Zach? This is, I don't even want to preface this one. I just want to show the video. Let's, uh, let's play it. Just play it. All right. So we have guys walking around getting whipped with stuff. They're getting hit. That doesn't seem like a lot of fun, but it's not terrible. Oh, no. Uh, wow. All right. Uh, All right. Pause, pause for a second. So we got to explain what's going on. Oh, that's going to make me vomit. All right, so ugh, so I'm really going to throw up looking at that. Whew, I did not watch this video before. Hmm. Man, that's brutal. All right, so they're taking uh, what would appear to be reeds or something, vines, sticks, shoving them like way down their throat um, to the point where it's making them vomit blood. Mm. That... Uh, oh, they're, so they're canes. So they put canes down their throat until they vomit, um, and then play the play the next part, Zach. This, it gets even better. Yep. All right. So so here's the old cane down the throat, and now they're standing in line waiting for what is it? More canes down the throat. Oh, that can't be fun. Oh, he's oh. not happy about that. Oh, man, and they're throwing up blood. I feel like they're probably like cutting and lacerating. Oh yeah, they're messing something up. Oh, a ton up of stuff there. down there. Like this seems like a really bad. Oh. Oh no! And now he's shoving it in his nose. Oh no! Oh, that's bad. Oh. oh man, Zach, where did you find this? What's wrong with you? All right. So the next part, Zach, please. Is there more to that? I hope there's no more. Yeah, that, that's okay. it. Thank you. Well, goodness. we got to go over the last part. So after they've had the cane shoved down their throat and the reeds put up their nostrils, then they have their tongue stabbed. I mean, after that, I don't feel like the tongue stab would be that bad to be, mm. to be quite, to be quite honest. I mean, like the, the freaking canes, the sugar canes going in your nose and not only do they like put them in your nose, but they're like chugging them in yeah. there and, ah, uh, I mean, to the point where that was a ton of blood. Wow. All right, Josh. That so seems... we had a really, really good question. 
<laughs> yeah. Really good question back oh. in the uh, uh, back in the earlier in the show, and the question was, which one would you prefer to have your child go through? Man, um, I I really like the uh, someone who I can't remember who commented. This wasn't on our list, but they chimed in something from uh, Wales. It's a Welsh tradition of picking up a stone. I like that one. That one's not bad. So they've got a super heavy rock, super heavy stone that. Um, you're not a man until you can lift that up to your waist. Now, if we're going off this list of things that I would want my son to, to go through to achieve manhood, um, I'd probably say number six, the, the cow jumping from Ethiopia. Like, okay. that's pretty, yeah, you know what? Go for it. Like, what's the worst that could happen on that one? Like, you uh, you, you fall over. Like, sure, the rest sure, of these, sure. man, the, some of the rest of these are just like, man, that's that's too much. Like, I feel like I'm a pretty tough dude, and I pretty yeah. have a pretty high tolerance for pain and, and injury and that sort of thing. But it's like, man, when it comes to my kid, I don't really want him to have to get stung right. by bullet ants or get stabbed in the nostrils. All right, so I've got a little bit different one. Right. I pick number four, which is I knew you the would. Inuit. I knew you, you knew would. It. Okay. I, I knew you would. Okay. So I love alpine climbing. I love being in the cold. I love the suffering that that involves with it. What I really like about this one, though, is that your father is there with you. So you're That's cultivating cool. yeah. uh, your boy, bringing mm-hmm. him into manhood with you. So uh, I would say number four, being up in the Inuit. Yeah, you know, there's an interesting one, um, and I don't know where I came across this, where I read it, if we talked about it on here, but there is a there's a tradition where – very similarly, you have to go out and you have to stay the night by yourself as a young boy. Mm. And you're just let out into the wilderness and you're left there all alone and you have to stay on this spot and not move and not open your eyes the entire night. And then, you know, one of the mm. elders will come come and get you in the morning once you've completed that trial. And um, it's it's actually really, really cool because what happens is your dad actually stays there with you. So one, they're watching to make sure. So he's protecting you, you. But he's also protecting you yeah. to make sure nothing happens. So like it's this really, but you don't find that out until you've gone through it, and you, you know, sun hits your face. So it's morning oh, time. Wow, interesting. Yeah. So you've got like, the wildlife coming around, and you, you're just you know, sitting there alone. And and there's something to be said for just being alone. I don't know how many folks out here yeah. have spent time in the wilderness by yourselves, especially at night. But it's it, eerie. It's super eerie. You know, but I mean, I, and I don't know where that tradition comes from. I want to say it's, it's some native American tribe, but I could be wrong, but I really like the idea of that. And I feel like the Inuit one touches on that to some degree. It's that Mm -hmm. father son bonding. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's a very difficult and extreme trial all the same. So I would say that if I was, you know, I, I like number four as well, if, I personally had the skills to execute something like right. that. And let me clarify, I do not possess the skills <laughs> that the Inuit have. Right. I would full on die. 100% if I didn't die. have my gear with me, if I didn't have food and, you know, a jet boil to, to boil my right. water, I'm dead. Yeah, no chance. My, no chance. my son's dead. Yeah, we're, we're all going <laughs> to die in that scenario. Um, we got a couple of, a couple of comments on here. Tequila Mag says, hey, uh, thanks for joining us on Instagram. We got American Badass Apparel. What's up, Badass? Thank you. Um, Willie Boxes talks about Vision Quest. And I think, you know, I think there is something to that. And, and we're about we're about out of time. We've got a few more minutes. So any of you guys that have some of these rites of passages or love to hear what you did, what your, you know, 
step into manhood was for you? Because each person is different. Each person has that one moment where they're like, well, apparently I'm a man now, you know, where you realize. Mm -hmm. uh, but I like the notion of a vision quest of some True. sort, you know, wait, going wait, wait, out wait, and wait. doing. Did you yes. say vision quest? Vision quest. Um, now, if you had actually played a clip from the movie Vision Quest, I would have I would have been impressed. But you didn't. So but you, you did. Yeah, predict the future, Zach. You have one job, and it's to read my mind and everything that I could possibly think of. Oh wait, wait, Josh. Yes. Josh, I got a clip for you right here. Man, guys, thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just forget the last three minutes that. Uh, oh man. Uh, Make a note. Do not let him yeah, touch anything. Yeah, we need to. We need to have a serious. Talk. Stop it, Zach. <laughs> we are going to fight you at this point. Um, yeah, you know, going back, you know, kind of in summaration here, we 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 really touched on some interesting ones, um, and some of these I I will want no parts of. Like literally, I'd be like, man, this doesn't make Real sense. Real quick, what is the worst one on here? That the you worst. Could well, let's just say, what is the worst one on here? What is the one you could never do? That I would just be like, no, thank you? Yes. Here's the thing. I think that I could, if I had to, if I absolutely had to, I could do any of these, but it's going to suck. And it's going to be stupid. And, like, my – now that I'm, you know, almost 33 years old, I mean, maybe 18-year-old Josh would be like, yeah, I'm tough enough. I'll do it. So right? just, just to clarify, so Josh said he would do any of these. Uh, <laughs> Turkish oil wrestling. Oh, that's an easy day. I'll do that all day. I mean, don't threaten me with a good time. Turkish oil wrestling. Sign me up. Especially uh, if uh, especially if Zach's my opponent. Yeah. What do you think about mm. that? All right, now it's getting weird. Now it's getting really weird. Um, Anthony Abley, here's a good one. So Anthony says his his step into manhood was going hunting, killing his first buck, and cutting the balls off, wearing them around camp all day. Okay. That's a cool tradition. Yeah, I is. like that. See, right where was that earlier? Now we've got people chiming in. Some mm -hmm. these are probably some more contemporary or or modern traditions. I like that. I do. I mean, we've Me got too. a couple more minutes. If you guys have any other cool things like that, type it in real quick. We'll read them off and, and talk and about it. And actually, hunting really is a good one. I think as it is. far as I Americans probably, go, hunting yeah. is a good one. Yep. Just going out hunting with dad. Um, we didn't do a ton of hunting growing up as kids. For mm -hmm. us, it was mostly fishing. Yeah. We did a lot of fishing, and, and it was you know my brother. It was my my dad, my grandfather. So all of us would go out and and, and have these you know fishing adventures, and, and that was really cool, man. Those are some memories that will stick with me for a long time. And I don't think those were coming of age necessarily into stepping into manhood, mm -hmm. but they were certainly, certainly. something activities where – um, where I, I, I got to see some, the model of being a man, right? Certainly prepared you for it. I think so to some yeah. extent. To some and, extent. and that's the difference here in, in, you know, Western societies is it's a culmination. Right. A lot of these events that prep you into manhood, not necessarily you know, jumping over a cow or jumping off a, a freaking rickety vine tower and hit eating dirt. Like sure. that's not a, that's not a fun. Although, movie. you know, there's plenty of us that jump off roofs and, True. Get the True. same result. So. Ooh. All right. So we have one last question, and then we're going to have to go. Uh, Chris Head says we need a special episode of Josh trying all these. Whoa. Whoa. 
I don't um, know where we're going to get the bullet ants. Or, uh, <laughs> uh, I, uh, yeah, you know what? My my pay is going to have to go way up. If we can, uh, you know what, though? I What's think that? we can find some olive oil. And you're really, I'm actually concerned how caught up you are on this Turkish wrestling thing. I'm not going to lie. Like, I just want to see if you put your hands really... on someone's pants. <laughs> See, I knew it was going to get weird. I, I told Zach, man, it's going to get weird, and it got weird. Are um, we done yet? No. One last thing, and then we're out of here. All right. Chris Pfeiffer, what would be a Savage Gentleman coming-of-age tradition? Whoa. That's a good one. And I think that might be something Very that we good. need a little bit of time to think about. You know, maybe we should do that for oh. our next live feed. Oh. We'll make a video of us actually doing our Savage Gentleman rite of passage. Interesting. I man, that's that's some really good food for thought. I want to sit yeah. down and mull that over for a little bit. Chris, Chris coming through with some uh, with some good stuff, man. Yeah. Thank you. He's been watching for a while, and um, yeah, that's that's good. We'll we'll look into that. So that's about all we have. Hope you guys enjoyed this show. If you did, share it with some folks uh, that want to see some crazy rites of passage uh, into into manhood. And if you didn't like it, well, sorry. Uh, <laughs> this is what we watch do. So else. go watch something else. That's right. All right. Until next time, we'll be here every Monday doing these live shows. Um, Matt, anything you have to say? Chris Heads, you're right. He does want to wrestle me. Okay. Weird. That was that was a terrible thing to lead off to lead out with. Damn it. Yeah. Sorry. We'll try that again. Matt, do Fail. you have anything? Do you have anything you want to say? Uh, you're killing me. You are killing me. <laughs> You're literally <laughs> killing me. All right. Love you guys. We're, we're teaching them. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you guys next time. Have a good one. See you.